As I've watched more TV recently than usual, I've noticed there's an increase in the number of programmes about tracing family history. Now, I'm fortunate enough to have lots of memories of previous generations passed on to me from my parents and my grandparents. And as I've studied our passage for this morning, it's reminded me of a saying about my paternal grandfather. I used to say about him that he'd do anything for a peaceful life. He'd do anything for a peaceful life. Is, is that what our verse means this morning? Blessed are those who seek a peaceful life. I don't think it does. Jesus says, blessed are the peacemakers, not the peace lovers or the peacekeepers. So what's the difference? Well, if we look at the definitions, a peacekeeper seeks to maintain peace by avoiding conflict. They typically give in during an argument or steer clear of disagreement to keep others happy. Peacekeepers hate rocking the boat and will often sacrifice their own inner peace to maintain the facade of peace with others. Out of fear of someone disagreeing or getting offended, peacekeepers will disregard their own thoughts to go along with someone else's. But a peacemaker is someone who's willing to face up to disagreements in order to establish peace with others and within themselves. Inevitably, peacemaking will require engaging in conflict and tension to help bring the situation to an acceptable conclusion. You can look at this in the way that peacekeeping is more passive, whereas peacemaking is proactive. So let's have a look at the life of Jesus. The sermon that he gave on the mountain that day is placed at the start of his ministry. So up until this point, his ministry hasn't yet rocked the boats. We haven't heard of him upsetting the religious leaders of the day. But we know as his ministry progresses, Jesus comes into conflict with the religious authorities. So when he does, do we see him as a peacekeeper or a peacemaker? Do we see him turn a blind eye to the oppressive behaviour of the authorities and change his message just to please them? Was he a peacekeeper? No, we don't. Reading our Gospels, we might argue that Jesus' life was anything but peaceful. Jesus was constantly engaging in conflict. He challenged the religious leaders' teachings and interpretations of the law. He confronted sin head on. He carried on his ministry in spite of opposition from the authorities. Jesus is even recorded as saying to his disciples, Don't suppose that I've come to bring peace to the earth. I don't come to bring peace but a sword. Yet we read the Old Testament prophecies, especially those we read in Isaiah around Christmas time, that speak of Jesus as Prince of Peace. Did he bring peace while he lived among us? We know his earthly ministry ended with his enemies manipulating the justice system to silence him once and for all by nailing him to a cross at Calvary. But that death that they thought would restore peace to the religious order in Palestine 
opened up into something far bigger than they could ever have imagined. Jesus made that ultimate sacrifice for a world that needed and still needs a route to God. He gave us a way to make peace with God, a lasting peace. By his sacrificial death, Jesus became the ultimate peacemaker, reconciling us to God. Now, not all of us are natural peacemakers, but in Romans 12, Paul writes to the believers and he says, If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. So Paul's words encourage us on a personal level to strive to bring peace in our own relationships, within our church life, within our friendships and our families. To live at peace, we must not only keep it, but seek to make it. There's a time to let things go, but there's also a time to speak up and take action. In the second part of our verse, Jesus says, Peacemakers shall be called children of God. And reading that version from the message, um, the verse says, You're blessed when you can show people how to cooperate instead of compete or fight. That's when you discover who you really are and your place in God's family. So what does it mean to be a child of God? What is our place in God's family, whether we're good at being peacemakers or not? Well, I want to finish to come by coming back to where I started. One statistic I heard on one of the programmes I listened to said that around one million of us in the UK grow up without any contact with our fathers. That's a sad statistic. But how many of us grow up, live our lives and leave this earth without any contact with our Heavenly Father? How many have never experienced his unconditional love or found that spiritual peace that Jesus died to give us. For those of us who have found and who follow Jesus, knowing that we're children of our Heavenly Father is an astounding privilege, and it makes us recipients of the most remarkable grace. And if I disagree with you on certain points, we're still brothers and sisters who still have the same privilege, privileges as children of God. We know what it means to be children of God, don't we? In the book that I'm currently reading, Rewilding the Church by Steve Aisthorpe, he suggests that we all suffer from spiritual amnesia. We know these things, but we forget. And we use the spiritual disciplines of prayer, Bible study, fellowship, worship to try and foster a a more consistent awareness of who we are in Christ. So I want to finish by reading his definition of what it means to be a child of God. This is you and me if we're children of God. You are God's beloved child, a friend of Jesus Christ, justified, united with the Lord, bought at a price, a member of Christ's body, chosen, adopted, redeemed, forgiven. You have direct access to the throne of grace. You are free from condemnation and you cannot be separated from God's love. 
God will complete the good work he started in you because you are a citizen of heaven. You are a branch of Jesus Christ, the true vine, and a channel of his life chosen to bear fruit. You are God's temple, an ambassador of the King of Kings, and so, so much more. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called children of God. Amen.